Thanks for tuning in to Inspiring Women. I'm really excited to share this week's episode, which is with Morgan Diaz. We did something kind of fun. We were recording in the KGNU radio station in their studio. Morgan's going to share now her career story. She started off in retail, but then she caught the bug of healthcare, an area where she felt she could have a lot of impact. And along the way, people who have inspired her, female mentors and others, it's given her a feeling that she really needs to give back. So she shares some of how she does go about mentoring others and some pro tips for how to actually succeed in this world of hybrid work, um, how to be heard, as well as to continue to make an impact with your team and your customers. So please subscribe to Inspiring Women to hear more of these incredible stories every week. But now let's hear from Morgan. This is Inspiring Women. I'm Lori McGraw. Today I'm speaking with Morgan Diaz, and she is the Vice President of Operations and Strategy and Partnerships at Athena Health, where she's been for the past three years. And today we're going to be spending some time talking about innovation in healthcare and how marketplaces can actually help achieve that. And today we're recording from KGNU listener-supported radio here in Colorado, which is kind of fun. I'm in a recording studio learning a little bit about radio. And Morgan has been very patient as we've been getting set up. Morgan, thank you for being on Inspiring Women. Thank you so much, Lori, for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here with you today. Great. Well, let's get started. We always start um, on Inspiring Women with a little bit of the bio sketch. Um, And what are you doing right now? What's day-to-day look like at Athena Health in the world of partnerships and marketplaces? Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, I'm currently the Vice President of Partnerships here at Athena Health. Myself and my incredible team lead one of the largest partner ecosystems in healthcare. So along with that, we lead overall partnership strategy, which is really focused on extending the value of Athena Health solutions to our customers, to our healthcare providers, and everyone that we interact with in healthcare. So, so day-to-day, are you mainly working with the customers of Athena Health or the vendors and other suppliers who are part of that marketplace, or is it all of the above? Yeah. It's, it's really unique. We do spend a lot of our time with our partners um, and our partners alongside our customer-facing teams. So we really bridge those meaningful connections. Here at Athena, we like to have an open ecosystem strategy, and we're actually at the centerpiece of that at times. So we help make those connections with clients seeking solutions to some of the problems that they face in healthcare. Well, I want to talk a bit about that marketplace, but before we do that, Morgan, why don't we start with you? I mean, so, you know, you, you didn't start out in healthcare, you started out in retail and operations. So give us a little bit of how did you get here? You're in a senior level position um, in a pretty uh, substantial healthcare company. How did you get there? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. You know, Lori, as I think back, I've I've always been motivated and inspired by working on projects with purpose. And, you know, as you go back and you look and reflect on your career, I've always been told I had that unique ability to spot a statue in the stone, if you will. Um, so for me, it's been a theme as I've navigated my career, really starting out in P&L led marketing in the retail sector in the early part of my career. So beginning at Burlington Coat Factory, and then from there went to Staples. However, I had an inflection point. It was actually at the time when I had 
had my first child. Um, and that was when healthcare was becoming important. I actually had my own personal healthcare um, challenge. So I had really always wanted to move there. So it was my inspiration to transition into healthcare. And I was granted an opportunity uniquely at CVS Health to transition into operations and corporate strategy and development. And during my time there, I had a lot of, lot of unique ways to help build DeNovo lines of businesses for that organization. And then felt, <laughs> felt that healthcare bug in, if you will, and stayed in healthcare since. So navigated into the startup sector and then ultimately at Athena Health, where I've been for the last three years. But for me, my, my career has really been inspired by stepping out of my comfort zone, really broadening my experiences, which, which really enabled my confidence to navigate my career with breadth and depth of both diverse functional roles, but also industry experiences. So Morgan, I mean, most people who experience healthcare, they quickly understand that we are in a system that is fragmented. Um, there is so much opportunity for improvement. And so with that background, again, retail operations, marketing, those types of skills, knowing that you can actually shift to making an impact um, in this uh, area is important. Sounds like that bug is part of um, who you are. So let's talk about Athena Health and, um, you know, in the world of healthcare, um, we're at over $4 trillion of spend. We still do not have improving outcomes across the board. People are sicker, multiple conditions. And while there's a lot of innovation, there really aren't one solution that's solving all problems. So how did the marketplace for Athena Health come to be? Give us a little bit about that in terms of what it is. Yeah, I'll give you a little bit of background on, on, on the Athena Health Marketplace. So about 10 years ago, Athena Health and the team had seen a lot of challenges in healthcare IT and really took the opportunity to create more, a more interoperable environment for healthcare innovators. So since then, over these past 10 years, our marketplace has really become this flourishing community of innovative solutions that help connect to Athena's growing provider base. So our marketplace here at Athena is one of the largest, most connected networks in healthcare, which brings together nearly, nearly 400 partners across a spectrum of digital health capabilities, medical specialties. And part of what I was brought on to Athena Health to do was really reignite, reignite that partner program, really think about ways we can make meaningful investments in our operations, in our experience for both partners and our providers, and really take a customer-centric lens to enable our customers to help create a more personalized experience that really helps them support their needs and thrive in the face of industry change. So let's, I mean, you know, just because we're in a radio studio, and so while you and I, Morgan, who grew up in, in part in healthcare and understand the technology, so Athena Health, an electronic health record company, yeah. so that supports what hundreds of thousands of physicians, but also, um, you know, millions of patients. And so this marketplace is you're talking about 400 other vendors who want to connect to the Athena Health electronic health record, I will say just knowing the space as I do, having been in it for decades, um, we also know that Athena Health is the easiest one. It's the most accessible, it's the easiest to connect to, it has the best technology 
hooks, um, which is why it's so wonderful in terms of creating this marketplace. And I say this as, you know, somebody who actually, you know, um, at all scripts worked on marketplace as well there. Let's talk about sort of like, you know, the solutions and innovation. First of all, like, you know, why can't Athena Health do it all themselves? Why do they need 400 partners to support and augment their um, solutions? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. And, you know, as, as you and I both probably have experienced in our own unique healthcare journeys, systems that don't talk to one another, clinicians who need to ask you the same questions that the last clinician asked you, getting your medical records from one location to another, just overall interoperability has been a major challenge for the healthcare industry. And to the point you made, no, no one solution can do it all. So with Athena Health, being an electronic health record solution that's integrated, a revenue cycle management solution that's integrated, and really a patient experience solution built on an open platform with such a robust open API library, it enables us to seamlessly exchange that patient data at scale. And that allows us to connect with providers, sites of care, payers, labs, and of course our marketplace partners. And it's really that flywheel that helps make that relevant data available at the right moment, at the right time, when the clinician needs it most at that point of care. And again, no, no one person can do it all. So the marketplace is really a powerful tool to help enable that. And I think also patient expectations in terms of yes, their providers yes. and what technologies should be providing for them have only increased. We all have various, you know, smartphones um, out there. We're expecting things at a click of a button. And, um, you know, depending on what your interaction with the healthcare system is, whether it's an urgent care or whether you actually are managing a chronic condition, you have different, um, different needs. So how, Morgan, do you think, I mean, so innovation is really important. The pace of innovation is at, um, you know, a new hype cycle, whether it's AI, generative AI, which we're all talking about, or other things. How do you see the marketplace itself um, playing a role in the world of innovation? Yeah, well, certainly on that interoperability front that we just mentioned, I, I do think that that's a critical piece. So if you can imagine things like COVID, where everyone was looking for vaccine distribution, really leaning into a partner who already had that type of technology to help facilitate that ease of exchange and distribution, or perhaps tools like telehealth, leaning into partners who had already established a solution set really enabled our providers to help connect during a time of need quickly. So those are just a, just a few of the, the ways that the marketplace can help innovate. Additionally, as you think about just the diversification of care and how people consume, the marketplace is that source of innovation. It's where these healthcare innovators, futurists, those that are really thinking on the front lines can bring forth their technologies and help connect with our open ecosystem that enables our providers to also test and try and engage with that next level of care, all of which that will help them really work faster, smarter, hopefully at less cost as well, all of which to bring together that improved experience, both for patient and provider. So really that provider can get back to providing the care and really what, what they got into the practice of, of care in the first place. So it's, well, it's really like, exciting. I mean, Morgan, you know, again, I'm, I'm like, I, 
it is Athena Health is known because their marketplace is the easiest to access and the technology is, um, it's just simpler um, in many instances, which is wonderful, right? And, and so like the ability to support innovators to make it easier for patient access, to make hopefully lower cost actually achievable, um, you know, hats off, please make it happen. We need more of it um, out there in healthcare. And we also need to reduce right. a lot of burden for these burnt out clinicians who are working incredibly hard, um, even now still in this post COVID um, world that we're in. So let's go back to you, Morgan. Um, so you've had a storied career that's, you know, you're still in the thick of it. Um, yeah. But as you grew up in your career journey, you've also been, a, you know, a supporter of other women leaders out there. And I appreciate that. This is inspiring women after all. So let's talk about that. I mean, I know that that's something important to you. You've done things like led mentorship circles. Give us some examples of, first of all, why is it important to you? And then how you actually go about supporting other women. Yeah, so, so certainly something I'm personally committed to and, and incredibly passionate about. And and my why is that it's it's really been my thread of success. And it's, it's something that's really just been just critical to me as I've navigated my career. So the relationships that I've formed, both from being a mentor to others, but also a mentee um, to a lean-in circle leader. So I've led lean-in circles to my own personal networking circles. All of this has really helped me grow both personally and professionally. Some of the joy from it for me is that as I watch some of those that I've had the chance to connect with in many ways, really accomplish amazing things, both big and small, really through that power of community has been a real catalyst and a fuel for me. Uh, most recently, I, I do serve on, on many, whether it be boards or leadership circles, uh, mentorship committees. I actually focus at Athena Health currently on our Athena Health Mentorship Committee, committee which has really enabled us um, to help make meaningful connections across our own community and really also help make meaningful career suggestions, um, even to at times help bring forth sponsorship opportunities, new learning journeys. So it's been a real personal passion for me. And then outside of work, I actually participate in many active informal networking circles, whether it's sitting on other people's personal board of directors or seeking advice from others that sit on mine. I most recently actually joined women business leaders so I could continue to expand my own network. I just truly enjoy learning through and with others. And, and for me, any opportunity I can to help another female leader discover their own unique potential is just really, really important to me. When I talk to um, women executives, you know, of today, um, what you just outlined, Morgan, is a lot of um, thought and care put to your board of directors, your networking circles, your sponsors, your mentors. I mean, when I started out, you know, and I'm older than you, but when I started out my professional career, I did not, you know, think about all those things. Do you think that that is sort of like a requirement today for a woman to, you know, ascend to leadership? What, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. I don't, a, a requirement is, is, it's difficult to say it's required, but certainly it's empowering. Um, if you can embrace your vulnerabilities and, and find that opportunity to just be brave and, and face just your own growth with, with almost a, a risk orientation, if you will, and, and 
be embracing of the power of possibility, you'll realize that you can't really do that alone. Um, something that I've seen recently too is really navigating the workplace in this evolving remote environment. I think most recently that's a lot of my own mentoring dialogue and conversations that have been coming up is just how do you really balance being present in this remote environment or kind of being visible and recognized in this new way of working when some people maybe have gone back to the office, some have transitioned fully remote. And us as women having that voice and being able to be heard as you navigate these new hybrid environments and being intentional about networking and really establishing those nurturing relationships with the players that can help you really create that circle of influence. I do believe it will be critically important to embrace uh, because your value proposition when you're not in the room and seeking those that can advocate for you when you don't have that serendipitous bump in the hallway like you right. used to or that opportunity, I think is, I do think being strategic and intentional will be important. Absolutely. So how do you advise your mentees? Like, you know, what are some of yeah. the tips that you give them if they're working hybrid? Is it like get back in the office at all costs? Is it, you know, what are some of the things that people should be doing? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I personally advise a, a few key things. It's certainly situational, but contextually, it's I mentor a lot of emerging female leaders. So those uh, emerging in their careers. So a few key things. One is actually constant calibration with their leader. It's really important to make sure that your voice is heard and sometimes the observation of some of the smaller work is, is more difficult for our younger emerging leaders to get their voice heard. So things to the effect of constantly sharing and communicating, whether email or other ways, the small wins, the celebrations, and just the status of work, it enables you to communicate with an additional voice, which is through your email. I would also say other ways I've uh, suggested others is actually documenting their journey along the way. So taking a moment at the end of each month to continue to capture your work products because it helps you as you're bumping into somebody, maybe through a virtual conversation or when you do have that in-person opportunity to know at the top of your mind, what are my two or three things if I had a chance to ride with somebody that I find influential in an elevator, I'm ready to have that storyline top of mind. Additionally, seeking out ways to network has been really, really critical, meaning if you're working on a project and seeking perspective, I've really encouraged others to understand who is important and who are those stakeholders that you need to engage with and then circling back with them to thank them after you've gotten their advice or perspective on how it really influenced the outcome or just some of the many ways of, of the feedback again all really contextual those are those are terrific and very practical things yeah. I think that you know this idea again you know most not most but many many people are working in you know either hybrid or some some remote some of the time still and the documenting along the way and so that you can have top of mind ways to have conversations and then what I have found and I'm, I'm wondering if you have as well Morgan is that when I speak to other women you know when they they have they don't necessarily have the same elevated perspective about what they might have done but when you look at that together with them you can sort of play back you know you know maybe you should be checking with this person or that person and um and sort of letting them know that you're doing all of this, maybe silent or unrecognized work as well. Absolutely. And it keeps you calibrated because it, 
enables you to stay focused on what's important to your team, to your customer, which is what we're all here to ultimately serve. So I think that that's also critical too, because as you sit home and you're working independently with a lot more autonomy, um, it, it's really an important point, important tool in the toolbox. The other piece I'd flag too is actually just simple things like going on camera versus being the one not on camera. A lot of those practical tips, it just it goes note it's noticed um, when you show up. So yeah, yeah, there. You know, my uh, my I, I was just speaking with my 29 year old son about this. He has gone through his first performance review, and uh, one of the things he said he was uh. uh dinged on was he was looking out the window too much so just it was just so funny to me as you know hearing um what's being noticed and what's not morgan just as we close out here on inspiring women i'd love to just get you know your best advice since you do so much um in terms of the support of other emerging female leaders you know maybe a tidbit that you give to others or some advice that you've taken that's helped you launch your very successful career what what would you like to close out with yeah that's a that's a great you know i think if i if i had a chance um, to speak i'd say certainly be brave um be curious be a source of inspiration for others because it's it's amazing how you can touch somebody in a unique way and certainly also be proud to stand out it's okay to be different and be the female leader you are and don't be afraid to take risks because you have a community of others around you particularly if you take a moment to nurture those relationships they'll really help you on this future journey that you're about to embark on that's what i would say <laughs> never know when Morgan. you never know when I really appreciate the conversation. This has been a wonderful, inspiring women conversation. I've been speaking with Morgan Diaz and Morgan, thank you so much. Thank you, Lori. Speak to you soon. This has been an episode of Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We are produced by Kate Cruz at Executive Podcast Solutions. More episodes can be found on inspiringwomen.show. I am Lori McGraw, and thank you for listening.